This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here. I'm joined by my co-host, Dylan Ray, and we have special guest, Brian Marcing from our corporate partner, Baku Bikes. Uh, Brian, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. We love our partnership and uh, great time during the hunting season. So a lot, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to talk. I, I get excited about all of our podcasts. But I'm especially excited about this one because we just wrapped up our elk season here in Oregon. And I put, I, I got one of your bikes, I don't know, two months ago, maybe, maybe not even that. And so I was able to use my bike in Wyoming on an antelope hunt, in Idaho on an antelope hunt, and in Oregon on an elk hunt. And, and so I've just had some experience. I'm not a bicycle guy. I haven't been on a bicycle since I was like 13, other <laughs> than like last summer, the mountain archery festival, I jumped on one in Idaho and I rode your bike around. I'm like, I hate bicycles. I'm, I'm not, I don't even want to ride one. And then I see people zooming around. I'm like, uh, oh, oh okay. All right. It twists my arm. I'll ride a bike, but I don't <laughs> want to, I don't want to. Yeah. And so I jumped on one of those things and I'm zipping around and all of a sudden I catch myself smiling and I'm like, uh Oh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Smile. Right. We got to start filming those. Oh, I'm telling you. And then, um, so that was last summer. And then this summer I get there and I'm talking to you guys and, and you had, I was looking at e-bikes and, and, uh, and then you guys sign a corporate partnership and I'm like, Oh crap. Now I have to look, now I have to go look at back. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm loyal if nothing else. 
Yeah. And Welcome to Florida. Oh, talk to Thomas up there. Uh, geez. And, uh, and he actually talked me into, I was going to get one of the, one of the other models. And he says, say, Jason, he says, I know you, man. He says, if you get one of those, all you're going to do is want to trade it up later. So he, he said, just start at the top, buy once, cry once. And I did. And, uh, man, that storm, uh, we'll get some stories later, but that I I'm, I'm pretty sure the suspension on that thing kept me from, from eating some dirt a couple of times. Cause it was close. That's here's, awesome. what's, here's what's funny is I'm the type of guy. I was, I was riding them all day long. Jason's like, Hey, we got to work. And I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I that was is, like, Jason, I to test out the product before we signed on as a partner. Right. You got to exactly. like, exactly. And I was like, Jason, you got to come ride this. Jason, you got to come ride this. Jason, you got to come ride this. And he was, you know, all, oh, I'm too cool for school. And by the end of the day, he's like, well, I bought two. And I'm like, what? You didn't want to ride it 30 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ride it. I just knew if I rode it and uh, that, that I'd end up with one. So it's, no, it was, you just didn't know cool. you didn't end up with two. Yeah. So it was, um, it's neat. Great product. And it's something, you know, if you look at things, you look at, okay, what are some things that, that change the way you can hunt? I mean, what other types of, you know, okay, I'm using a compound bow, which I guess that was, you know, revolutionary back in the day, but, yeah. but, you know, they've been around since I've been hunting 30 some years. And so if you look at these, all of a sudden you look at bicycles and, you know, back in the day, my little brother used to ride a mountain bike in to elk hunt. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not pedaling my butt up that hill yeah. to to maybe get an elk and then I have to pedal it out like three trips. I'm like, not mm -hmm. interested. And all of a sudden with these, it's changed the game to where you're literally getting people who aren't bicycle people that it's a neat tool. And for me, you know, I've always had quads and those some places you can take them, some places you can't, but wherever you take them, you know, for me, I'm set up with my truck. I've got a, a canopy and a roof rack and a, and a truck vault in there. So I'm not throwing a quad in the back of my truck. Now, all of a sudden I've got to haul a trailer. Right. Well, with the bikes, you could throw those on a hitch rack and be in good shape. You're not pulling a trailer. You're not, you're mm -hmm. making better time. You know, you, when you're, when you're on a trip, you don't have to wait to pass people because you you don't have, you're not pulling a trailer. It's so it's, it, it really, you know, changed the way I do things this year. And, and yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. It's the same for me. I, we grew up, I'm here in Utah and, um, I've archery hunted for over 20 years and yeah, things have evolved. Like you mentioned, I mean, I started out with finger tabs. I don't know if a lot of people shoot finger tabs anymore, even know what that is. And, um, but it's the same with bikes. I wasn't a bike guy either. Um, but an area that we hunted, my dad's hunted for over 50 years. There's a loop that's 17 mile. It's a 17 mile loop. And last year I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to ride this loop. We grew up on quads as well and side by sides recently. And, and I took this loop 17 miles on the bike, still had tons of battery left. And I was coming up on game on deer and they were just feeding and looking at me and didn't get spooked. And last year I put zero miles on my side by side. Um, and everything was on the bike. And, and then this year, I mean, I've got stories this year of, I just shot an elk last week, a hundred yards from my bike. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And it's, you know, I was surprised at, at places you can get a bike and you know what I, it's, if I were to show you guys some of the places I rode a bicycle, you'd yeah. be like, 
you're not supposed to take a bike there, but it worked. And I mean, I'm going up through sagebrush. Like the first time I went into this one place, I, I parked at the bottom of the hill and then I walked up to sagebrush hill and I'm like, okay, I'd rather take a bicycle than walk. So the next time I went about halfway up and I'm like, all right. And the biggest thing there is you just got to keep the sagebrush from knocking your feet off the pedals. Cause right. if you're going, you're okay. But man, you start losing a pedal. You're, you know? Yeah. And so by the end of the season, man, I was driving clear to the top of this thing. So I was only having to hike maybe, maybe a quarter of a mile into my blind, which beats three miles. Absolutely. And so it, I just couldn't believe where you could get these bikes. Yeah. Yeah. And just the stealth and saving of the energy, like hiking three miles versus riding up a steep hill on a road. You know, that's really the the idea behind why Dave and Brian, our owners, came up with, with, with these bikes. They wanted to get to that next ridge quicker, but stealthier, but also scent free. And that's been my experience. I mean, my wife and I both have Bakus and between her and I, we both put over 2,500 miles combined on our wow. bikes. That's awesome. They, they are their game changers. Yeah. It's my um, wife likes to go out and ride her bike for exercise. And so she's like, we come ride with me. We come ride with me. I'm like, just wait till I get that back in the mail. Then I'll go anywhere you want as long as you want. Yeah. Throttle. <laughs> it's yeah. It's uh, I, what I need is like a, I, I think I've got the 21 amp hour. I need like a 75 amp hour battery. Cause, cause I like to throw Like some people like to pedal while you're going. I'm like, no man, I'm a thumb throttle guy. Jason yeah. didn't. Jason actually didn't put the pedals on his bike. <laughs> you know, I did because you have yeah. to have a place for your feet. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they they can go. I've always been able to go as far as I've wanted to go. Um, I've tested the battery extensively. I weigh about one sixty five, and I can go about two miles per amp hour. So I can go on a twenty one. I know I can push forty miles on that for sure. Um, but that's me riding level assist one, two, and three. That's not throttle the whole time. It's throttle on occasion when I want to yeah. um, in eco mode. But yeah, we've got eco mode, five levels, and we've got sport mode, five levels, and we have throttle. And And uh, it just depends. When people ask about battery life, it just depends on the terrain. You know, and out in Georgia, we went to Georgia this spring and, and hunted with the Realtree guys. And we were on Flatlanders, and they were they, it was unbelievable. We were never going further than maybe three miles and right. so on yeah i get on i start pedaling and i'll just hold that down and start going but but that's the other thing too that's cool about these bikes is there's a lot of e-bike laws out there and um there's certain states that say no throttle so what's cool about our bikes is you can remove the throttle and you're you're considered a class one as long as it's 750 watts and max 20 miles per hour so know your laws you know make sure you're you're abiding by them when you're out in the field and and know the areas that you go to and and uh, represent yourself well as well as the bike that you're riding yeah is there a place that and this might be a, a silly question is there a place like that has um all of the laws for each state laid out for an e-bike you know, we have the appetite to build that. Uh, no one has that yet. And the reason why is every, not even, it's not even just state, state laws that oversee the whole border to border. It is based on county. It's based on federal versus state land. So our, our, uh, what we recommend is anytime someone calls in and let's say they're in, in Wyoming, Pennsylvania or Georgia, we always say contact your local fish and game 
that department and, and let them know what you have. Um, let them know too, you have a bike that is considered a class one. You can be 20 miles an hour max. You can trim these down to 750 watts. You can have no throttle and still have pedal assist. And usually that opens people's eyes and saying, oh yeah, that's actually considered non-motorized. So you're fine. But when you do that, you say that, make sure you do that. Um, do what you say and that bike down. So. <laughs> you're reading my mind. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I was on a lake once that was a, uh, it was an electric motor only lake and it was a little thing, but you know, I didn't have a little boat. So I, I launched my 20 foot. I mean, this thing's got a 200 Yamaha and a, and a Yamaha kicker. And so it's also got a trolling motor on the bow. So I'm literally yep. tooling around this little lake and everybody's looking at me funny. And I was like, Hey man, you can have the motor. As long as you don't turn them on, you're okay. So that's my yeah. mentality, you know? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Know the laws and, and represent it well. Cause it, yeah. it, it's softening e-bikes in Europe have exploded. It's saturated over there. America's next. And, and, uh, it's a fast growing environment. And so we are hunters, but we also represent the biking community and, you know, kind of both sides of the spectrum. And so we, we always want to make sure that we're playing by the game and, and, you know, educating people about these e-bikes, honestly, like people aren't buying these bikes to go fast. And that's the biggest misconception. They're not, buying these to go as much as we laugh and joke about throughout it to go 30 miles per hour. You're really not doing right. that. People are buying it because they need assistance. Our biggest age group that are buying these bikes are ages 50 to 70. Um, really because it's keeping them in the hunting game. Um, and it's, it's saying, Holy crap, there's an opportunity that I can get my, my tree stand a little quicker and easier. I had hip surgery, knee surgery, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, We've had multiple guys that have bought bikes that have been like, my dad hopped on a bike and he's now excited about hunting again. And so we look at it as that, yeah. as an opportunity to keep the baby boomers, you know, in the hunting industry. It's, you know, you mentioned that because, because my dad's in his seventies and I can't ever remember seeing my dad on a bicycle my entire life. It's not like we went on family bike rides or anything. He just wasn't like that. And so I was telling him, you know, I came back from that mountain archery festival. I was like, man, I got this bike and it's, and I expect him to give me some grief. And he's like, well, why don't you just buy a newer quad? And all of a sudden he starts engaging and he's, he's like, really tell me about what's do. And, and he starts, he's like, well, I wonder if that would be something that would be good to have like at the coast. And I was like, you bet. So all of a sudden my dad, who has never been a bicycle guy that I've ever that I'm over aware of all of a sudden he's like, wow, that's kind of interesting. Maybe that would be cool. Yeah. And so it does, it opens people's eyes that, that would not otherwise be there. And that's why we have, we have a step through model with 24 inch tires on. And so even if it is an older individual, that's even taller, this smaller model bike and our flatlander and our mule is perfect for them because they have control of the bike. They can put their feet flat on the ground, um, it's not, they can trim it down, like I said, to 750. So it's not overly powering and it gets them back in the game. Cause when you drive a quad in the field, like it, it, it will, it'll spook the animals. Um, and, and it's just a, it's a new cool way to sneak in quietly. I mean, Tyler Jordan just last week shot that 186 Georgia giant and the video just launched. And he, I mean, he rolled, he rolled in on the back here to get to a stand. I mean, That's it was cool unreal 
Yeah. Well, it's, you know, even where I was camping, I was kind of on this ridge and, and uh, a couple of days I'd, I hunted with a buddy who didn't have a bike. So we had to use his quad to get in there and you could hear him when he was coming to my camp, you could hear him for, you know, several minutes before he got there. Mm-hmm. And I was coming out one time in the, in the pitch black, riding, riding this road over water bars and stuff at night. And I come up and, and here's a hunter that was walking out. And he's like, wow. He says, I thought you were walking until I saw how fast you were going. He's like, that thing is cool. And it's like, oh man, and especially when you're still a mile and a half from camp, you've been hunting all day, you're tired and, uh, and you're going to just ride a bike back. It was pretty neat. Yeah. It's awesome. So now what, uh, so it's kind of neat because I'm, I'm not always on the, you know, not that, not that now is the cutting edge for e-bikes, but it kind of seems like that to a lot of the public. They're just now becoming aware of this as a tool especially for hunting and so that's kind of nice tell us what you guys have i bought the storm model and have been very happy with it tell us a little bit about you know some of the other things you guys are looking at at baku i mean what's what's the next thing right yeah it's a great question when we built these bikes we want to keep our models simple and so there's companies that have a lot of different models Ours is pretty simple and we're going to have variances of them, but we have the Flatlander, which is a rear hub motor really for anything back East, like plenty of power, rolling Hills, no problem. You can go through creeks and streams to go through. It's great. We have our mule that sports the mid drive motor. That's also on the storm model. And the difference between the two is, is the power, the mule and the storm with the mid drive is a 1500 watt motor uh, that can trim down to 750. And that Flatlander is a 750 watt. Outside of that, there's variances in sizing of the frames, but also um, we are rolling out a new product called the the Jaeger, um, both in the Mule and the Storm. That sports a a roll off hub, so it still has the mid drive motor with a 14 gear internal uh, roll off gearing system. What that does is that gets rid of the nine speed cassette on the back. It gets rid of the derailleur. And it's okay. all, in. so it's just, uh, there's no real big pressure on that chain and a little bit more lower, low end torque to be able to climb. Um, so that's a new model that we're coming out with. And then also we have scooters. So we've got this cool mini badger that's really built around the neighborhood and stuff. But the other scooter we're really jacked up about that we have coming in real soon is called the Timberwolf. And those are, I think on 24 inch fat tires. That's and the ones Dylan spent that, about a day on one of those yeah. on the mountain. Well, excited about. Jason kept yelling, Hey, we got to work. And I'm like, I'll oh, be there in a minute. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. That, that one has, that one has the same motor as the Flatlander. So it's 750 Watts in that one. And so, I mean, I'm just thinking about Turkey hunting, uh, white tail hunting people, like people that aren't comfortable with balancing a bike or pedals, this is perfect for them where they can just stand on a nice wide platform and just hold down the throttle and, and, and go right in. It's got the front suspension forks and everything. So we're pretty excited about it. I'll tell we, you uh, what, I, I don't think I, I, go ahead. I, don't think I got to share this with you, Brian, but we were setting up for convention and uh, we had just put together this bike. And so I had rode it around the convention center a little bit and, and, uh, I come back and, and a lady that works in our office, her name's Krista. I said, Krista, mm-hmm. you got to take this thing for a spin. She said, you ain't got to tell me twice. 
And so she takes off like around into the convention center. And I'm like, man, she's going all out with this thing. She's a gamer. And she was gone for like 25 minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) what's she out there doing? Yeah. And then I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. I'm like, man, I want to run my bike again. And she's out there playing on it. So I'm waiting. And then around the bike starts coming back. But there's it's one of our board members riding the bike. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I just lost my bike completely. They're passing. uh, Yeah. And then and then Krista comes back later on. She's like, well, the convention staff told us we can't ride out there anymore. And I'm like, well, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't even get to ride it again. Yeah. I had to break. (laughs) They had a blast on it. That's awesome. Yeah. It was that I played with the scooter a little bit. And I, well, I'll tell you what, it's, I like the bikes. I see where the scooter is a tool, but, uh, um, Man, I'll yeah. tell you what. I went to Walmart, got one of those big, big fat padded seat pads, and whoo, it's nice. Yeah, it's a game changer. And like on top of the bikes too, like the accessories that we have. My favorite one is our saddle bags. We call them the, the pannier uh, pannier bags. Um, and I use that to put in my toolkit, my jackets, my snacks, waters, whatever. I even packed out a mule deer deboned in those bags, so, as well as my backpack. And then our trailers are awesome too. We've got the single wheel trailers, the double wheel trailers, um, in different variances. And again, we've, yeah, we've got the accessories to, to really, um, to get you back deep. And one of the really cool ones that we have, that's really the next level that no one, no one else has out there is we have a thermal battery jacket. So we're getting into the cold season now, right? So temps are going to start dropping below freezing and stuff. So we've got a cool vacuum branded battery jacket that has a, um, internal heating element, um, Mm. that you turn on and it'll keep that battery at a good temperature. Um, because what happens is the batteries protect themselves. Um, and so when it gets super cold and you go max heat, when you're riding, it could shut those batteries down. It doesn't ruin them. It just kind of protects itself and says, Hey, it's too cold right now. Um, and so we have this thermal battery jacket to, to maintain the temp to avoid that from happening and and uh yeah there's there's nothing out there as well so we we've we've thought about all seasons as well yeah no i i looked at it i i bought the pannier bags because i was like hey you know they're telling me i can put an elk quarter one on each side and then you know strap another one to your back and still make it out of there and i'm like yeah we'll see how that i I didn't get a chance to test that theory but i had them ready they were they were there the whole time so yeah, we will never like overpromise it, but I did. I packed out a whole meal there on it. Um, my neighbor used it for elk um, with the trailer. Um, there's sometimes you might have to take two trips. So my elk last week, this is what was cool is I was with my brother. My brother was calling. My nephew was filming and we rode up on this road and we were riding and my nephew's like elk, elk. And we looked to the right. 30 yards from the road, there's a herd of elk standing there looking at us. I'm like, well, let's keep going. So we kept riding and those elk are standing there. So we get past them to make a game plan, plus playing the wind. The wind was blowing up the canyon. And we sat there for probably 30, 45 minutes just to kind of let them settle. And we, we get a bugle back. We go up about 100 yards from the bike. And, and it is, this bull comes in. My brother's raking behind me. And 43 yards broadside, shoot, let it fly right behind the shoulder. And he died 25 yards from me. And we're looking at each other. We're like, the best thing is, is the bikes are right there. Yeah. So 
we were able to debone the out the, the you know we quartered them out and deboned them but yeah between the two of us we were able to get off of two bikes we were able to get the, the elk out there the whole elk out nice and it was awesome yeah that's great well and it's um you know we were talking dylan and i were on a on a podcast the other day and we were talking about you know mcdonald's hamburgers or something and it's like i've never met a mcdonald's hamburger i was willing to pack out seven miles but with an elk you have to do that but i'll tell you what i'd much rather put it on a bike even yeah. if you have to you know use the walk assist to walk it out um that's better than carrying it on your back especially making several trips oh yeah that's that's the walk assist mode my favorite because i my last year my mule there we put in the trailer we just gutted them and put them in the whole trailer and there's an area i had to just get off and walk assist it and it just climbed right over the logs which is amazing but yeah like i said there's sometimes you got to make multiple trips Corey jacobson elk 101 one of our big partners he he uses these bikes last year he packed out seven elk on our bikes um throughout the season and so it yeah they they, they changed the game yeah that's well i'll tell you what he just got his money's worth right there yeah <laughs> not having to carry those things because they're right. heavy people don't realize how heavy they are until you get one down and then you're like okay well we'll just move it over here for the picture and i'm like no you won't yeah we're gonna the, take the pictures right here yeah you put the back straps in your pack and you're like oh i feel it <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's not like a you know a mule deer or a whitetail where you just okay grab a horn and we'll pull it over there and get a look right. no elk you're gonna take the picture where he is yep so unless you've got a big crew there which i i don't always have so yeah well that's that's exciting um so are you i mean i know you guys are geared towards the outdoor industry are you seeing crossover with with other folks i mean are you is that your tell us a little bit about your customers and what what you're seeing yeah our customers when we first started out a few years ago really to market we um our whole focus has been hunting it's been the outdoor industry as you quickly can see the e-bike world is much larger outside of it as well so we're not going to leave who we are we're, we're always going to be focused on that hunting realm but we're going to start marketing a lot towards the non-hunters as well and so we actually have in our lobby and just came in we have carbon fiber bikes with an integrated battery two inch tire really to compete with those other those other uh big brand names that have that lighter frame or for the purists and cyclists and those e-bike riders that like to get out on those single track trails and so we're not it's not that we're making a pivot we're we're sticking with who we are but we're definitely uh going to add to um our demographic on who we're who we're going towards and so we've got more lines coming out that's you probably wouldn't buy the bikes for hunting um okay. just like our fiber one but there's definitely a market out there that uh that we're also going to be uh working with yeah i'm not sure i'd want a carbon fiber what some of the places i took that bike <laughs> Uh, yeah it's a it's a great bike i mean it's super lightweight like it'll compete with the specialized uh treks and wow. giants and so it, it's a super light bike it's got a bigger a bigger motor on it. it's a 500 watt motor a lot of those high-end bikes are around 350 to 500 watt mid-drive motor um ours is the bethang mid uh steel geared one um these bikes don't have the throttle on them um just like the other ones don't but it's it's that lightweight frame rock shock uh, full suspension bike that that uh, i think people are going to be interested in yeah yeah it's i i still need to dig in because because my storm has i mean there's front fork suspension there's suspension on the frame there's all kinds of stuff 
that I have to dig into. And I just didn't have it for long enough before I started hunting on it to, to figure all that out. But I, now that I've got a little time, I need to go in and, and figure that out and adjust it and get it all set up. Right. I mean, it worked great, but I think it can do even more than, than what I've experienced on it so far. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll want to play with the PSI on those and get the levels. There's, there's, um, uh, eight rings on the, on our suspension where if you're bottoming out, you need to add some more air to it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And it, I'm, I may or may not have bottomed it out a couple of times. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so right before we jumped on, I, you know, I, uh, I was looking at, at some other models and I looked at a bunch of different e-bikes and it just so happened that, that right when I was trying to pull the trigger on, on one of these things, all of a sudden you guys step up and, and come in as a corporate partner. And I'm like, you know, if the nothing else, I'm loyal at the diamond level. Yeah. Top level. They didn't just limp in at the bottom. They, they cannonballed yeah. into the deep end. And so I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, well, well now I have to go with the Baku bike. So I'm like, ah, you know, I, I don't, and then you wrestle with the the cost versus value and you're like, okay, well, I'll look at that Flatlander because, you know, that'd probably do it. And then I was talking with, uh, with Thomas, who's, who's one of your reps and, and, and I've known him for a couple of years and, and he started talking and, and he started showing me the features on these other bikes. And he says, here's where you want to be. He says, this is the one. And so I got the one with the full suspension and everything. And, and I used it. I mean, there was a time I was coming back and I, I just misjudged a water bar in the road and it's, it's pitch black outside. I've got a headlamp on and I just, I forgot which one it was. I thought it was a different one. I thought, Oh, I can just go around this on the high side and nice and smooth, take it at, you know, 15 miles an hour. And then six feet away, I'm like, uh Oh, this isn't the one I thought it was. And I went through the bottom of that thing and I was expect I was fully expecting to start eating dirt at any time. Just, I had my, my uh, bow strapped to my backpack and I'm just like, okay, don't roll. Just, just hit flat if you can. So I don't mess up my bow. And uh, I went through that thing so hard. It knocked the headlamp off of my head, but I stayed, that bike kept going. I mean, it, I saved it. I don't know how, but it's, it was that the suspension on all of our bikes, the front forks are awesome, but that wide tire, that four inch fat tire is really kind of what changes things when you're riding through terrain like that. Cause it keeps yeah. you balanced. You know, it's, you know, the first day I, I started riding them, I was tentative. I was like, I was a little slow. I'm like, well, I've been on a bike in, you know, 30 years. So I, I better kind of take it easy. And so you tend have a tendency to go slow when you do that, you know, like the back tires, if you're going over rocks or, or sticks or something, you know, the tires can kind of kick off to the side a little bit if you're only going two miles an hour. And then you find out later, you know, if, if you're rolling at eight or 10 or 12 or whatever, if, if you're under motion, yeah, mass in motion stays in motion. All of a sudden you don't have any of those problems if you just ride the thing. And right. so Oh, I, I mean, there were, I was going over sticks and, and like old fence posts that were on. I mean, just, it was crazy. I, I just couldn't believe some of the places that thing would go. Yeah. It's fun. And you'll get more and more comfortable as you keep riding, but yeah, they are. It's I, like I said before, I need to start filming people that take these on their first ride. Cause they always come back with that smile and, yeah. and, uh, you know, people that aren't bikers get that love, but 
but yeah, going back to your comment in the beginning though, about the partnership, like we were, we were super excited to work with you guys when, when you reached out and Dylan, you'd reached out to me a few times and, um, we take our partnership seriously and that's my background. And what I've done is, is, uh, with the previous employment is working with our partners and, and, uh, when Pope and Young came calling, it was a, it was a no brainer opportunity for us. So we, we, we are extremely grateful for that. Yeah, well, we are too. And and like I said, we want to maximize that and, and get, you know, we're, we're trying really hard to gain exposure for all of our corporate partners because we understand you're making an investment in us. We want to give back. And, and I was talking to somebody, it was one of my board members and, you know, when, when you're in, in a certain industry, whatever the industry is, you know, let's let's say in the auto industry, hey, you'd want to go work with say Ferrari. Yeah. And and you always have that list. You're like, oh man, if if you know if we really could, we'd want to work with, you know, like Hoyt and and X, you know, you 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 pick the top ones and and these are the companies that you'd like to work with. And when you start looking at at the e-bikes, it you know, there's some there's some other solid when it's out there but all of a sudden for us for our market for who we are and what we do it's like oh man you know baku would be your target you would hope to work with baku and then all of a sudden it came together and you're just like hey this is really neat the way it worked out and you guys have been have been great partners i mean you, your whole team has has embraced the the partnership and it's it's neat to see and it was um you know i was i was in the elevator in reno with with uh, one of your owners and, and uh, yeah, with Dave and, and I had met him a couple other times. Actually, we got to shoot uh, one of the mountain archery festivals together a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I was visiting with him and, and he says, Hey man, I heard you just got one of our, one of our storms. And, and I'm like, okay, now I, I, I'm like, and, and we knew who each other were, but it, it's still, it's like, that's pretty cool because yeah. you know, Ram trucks is never, you know, I didn't run into their, you know, owner and he says, Oh, I, I heard you got one of our new half tons. You know, it was just pretty cool that, you know, here's somebody who is a leader in the industry. We're super happy to be partnered with, but, but then they also know who, who you are. And, and it was, yeah. it was a pretty cool deal. This whole thing is Dave's baby. Like this was his thinking in the very beginning and, and him and Brian, Brian's his brother-in-law and they, they are a great combo with this company and they both had very successful careers in past and current and, and what it's a cool thing to do. And then, yeah, with the partnership, our biggest thing, it's a small world out there and, and the industry is small. I think everybody knows somebody in, in, in some sort of a, you know, area of every sort of company out there and partnerships are, are so important especially as long as it's, it's a friendship to, you know, that we yeah. truly only care about each other and, and you focus on that. So then the business conversations are easy to have after. And that's how it's been with us, with you guys too. We, we, we appreciate your friendship first and foremost, which made the business decision easy for us to jump all in. Yeah. Well, you guilted me into it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. And, and, and I'm not looking back. I, I'm definitely um, super happy with my decision. And, you know, I got into the right bike and, and once again, I, I went, man, I put a lot of miles on it. And there were some days where, you know, you had to, to hike through areas and, and you, you get about halfway through and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm halfway there. Now I got to go back up. 
and yeah. you're looking at it and you're like, man, it sure be nice to have that bike. Right, right. Yeah, it cuts your time. I mean, I was a, I can go where I hunt here in Utah for mule deer in the late season. I can go six and a half miles in 25, 30 minutes. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And that that's a, I went up there last year and I had a guy that was like, uh, he had hiked two miles and I put him on my back rack and pedaled them out, you know, cause wow. he, he had a long hike back. So he appreciated the ride back, but yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. Well, and then when you get there, you know, you get to where you're going and then you're fresher cause you haven't been walking for three hours. Yep. You know, now all of a sudden you're, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a fan. I got my hat on and, uh, yeah it's uh it's been great so i've I've been looking forward to this and and like i said we're working we're we're looking forward to working with you guys and we've got some if you're listening uh keep an eye out on the website um go actually what is your, your guys's website is what brian baku.com b-a-k-c-o-u.com and uh yeah if any 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 pope and young people folks that want to buy a bike you know just just uh I'll throw out a promo code right now. I'll just use P and W and you'll get $300 off any model. Wow. So you save 300 bucks, just P, like that. P, P and Y. Not Let's w. do P and Y. I was going to say w. that. Hey, yeah. my, my education, obviously I struggled with my letters. So <laughs> P <laughs> and know, Y. Off. You hate to spell check a coupon code, but man, for 300 bucks, we want to get that one. Right. Right. So, no, that's great. Um, and and definitely check out the Baku bikes. Um, keep an eye out on on the Pope and Young website. You're you're gonna see some changes coming up there soon. And we've got some bikes that we're gonna be doing some promos with this year. So I you know my recommendation: go buy a bike and use it because they're fantastic. And if if you're not just not quite ready to buy one, keep an eye out because my guess is there's probably gonna be a way you could win a bike this year. You know, Jason, yep. we uh we talked with with uh the guys at Baku about doing a like a hunt wars uh with the Pope and Young crew and the Baku crew. We need to do a bike giveaway and whoever wins gets to come hunt with us and the Baku crew. Ooh, I like that. And then, would they get to pick where they hunted with us or no, well, let's not do that. That depends on who wins. If it's like Chuck okay. Adams, we're like, you're team Pope and Young. Yeah, you're team um, Pope and Young for sure. Yeah, but if it's like a 12-year-old girl, we'll be like, you're on Baku's team. All right, go <laughs> hunt. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. I, I've seen some of that S3DA footage, and there's oh, some yeah. 12-year-old girls who could outshoot me hands oh, yeah. down. Absolutely. The pressure would be on you guys, though, because if I'm going with Pope and Young, I expect a Pope and Young animal. Well, that's what we talked about. We talked about um, with our friend at, at Liberty Ranch, uh, who's a, a great corporate outfitter of ours. Uh, that's what we talked about doing was meeting in Oklahoma and going on a hunt. And whoever has the most Pope and Young animals at the end of the week wins. I like uh, that. That'd be Rob, a blast, man. We all, we all have itchy fingers over here. So anything with horns. <laughs> that's and, me and Jason, too. Hey, <laughs> work it hard, man. As long as there's somewhere to put a tag, I, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Some of my board members cringe when I say stuff like that, but I, 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 you know, I grew up and I'm, I'm working on that. I'm trying to get more of the, the, the trophy mentality. Cause I enjoy that. I mean, everybody likes to shoot a big trophy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, I have a hard time passing the little ones sometimes. I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, at the end of the year, I don't want a tag in my pocket. I want it in the freezer. And yep. so, but it's, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's been a good year and I've struggled with that. I, I had one antelope that I took and I took a smaller buck than I wanted. I knew it and I just couldn't help it. And, and so for me, you know, I had that kind of let down. And then I also had a, you know, I passed some, some bull elk this year and, uh, and wound up with tag soup and you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. And it's kind of neat because in the past I would have regret, I was like, Oh, too bad. I couldn't have shot a spike or, or something on the last day. And this year I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. Yep. Um, so I'm, right I'm progressing as it goes. Good for you. It's, it's in your blood. You get excited. Like I do. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you don't get excited, maybe you should go just watch Netflix or something. <laughs> exactly. So, well, Brian, um, you know, one thing I may know what your answer is on this. One thing we ask every guest on this show is when you find yourself out hunting, what is the one piece of equipment, maybe a non-traditional item that you would take with you that you find in your pack or, or with your person? And I, Dylan, I'm, I'm going to put a dollar that I know what he says. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't say it, maybe he needs to just go work for another company. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you. So you're saying a non-traditional hunting item? Yeah. So, you know, not like a knife. You can't say, oh, I, I always take a knife because if you don't take a knife, then you're lacking confidence. Oh my goodness. I mean, I can go spiritual on this, but I also could do something random too. I mean, I always take wipes. <laughs> but, uh, so I was thinking something more along the lines is, you know, like maybe a, a, a very useful tool, a bike. Yeah. Back. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a hunting tool. That's, that's now, that's not non-traditional. That's actually who I am. Okay. Like I, 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 everything I do, every hunt I've done the last two to three years has been on my bike. So to me, that's all normal. Um, Okay. But yeah, that's probably, I mean, I guess that would be, it would be my bike. Um, but honestly, when I'm out in the woods, like I dude, I just, I find every opportunity I can to just sit and ponder and relax and, and pull out my, my scriptures on my phone and, and read and, and, uh, just find peace and kind of the journey. Right. That's outstanding. That's what, that was Dylan's answer. We've been told yeah. Bible before. Who was it that said Bible? Oh, that was you. No, somebody else did. And, oh, somebody I, said, else uh, did? and I said, that was my new favorite answer, but I don't remember who it was now. Okay. <laughs> Bible just because that's heavy. But now that it's on my phone, I, I read the scriptures. And so we, uh, um, just, you know, finding a good verse or two and, and it, it's, it's honestly the best time to study. Yeah. That might've been, uh, the HHA. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Chris Ham from HHA. Yep. Right. Right on. So, good guy. Well, no, well, Hey, once again, Brian, thanks for spending some time with this. Great to talk to you. I hopefully I didn't monopolize the conversation. I'm just literally just, just came home and unpacked a couple of days ago. So it's fresh on my mind and, and a lot of, a lot of great experiences, um, using, using the Baku this year. So thank you guys for your friendship and your partnership and look forward to a lot of success going forward with you guys. Absolutely. Same here. Okay. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks everybody for being here.